0: I'm back. Okay, I know. I am aware it is not Saturday or Friday or even Sunday. It's not the weekend at all. But here I am, back with another show. On uh, Monday we got. Uh, usually I only have one college uh, that I'm complaining about. Today, today, there's two of them. Oh, anybody that's following the uh, Rittenhouse trial knows exactly which college I'm going after um you may notice i'm wearing a mask check this out look at this super breathable super breathable uh no fake mask usa is not paying for me but uh, i figured i'd give them a shout out anyway super breathable mask gets you anywhere that masks need to go and also you get to breathe look at this look at this two-sided too you kind of see through it and yeah, it's mesh type thing yeah good mask Now I'm going to get rid of that thing because I hate it. It goes into my mouth the entire time I'm talking. Um, Besides, I've kind of got a mask right here. (laughs) If only that worked for uh, school. All right. Um, What else do we got? Two colleges to go through. Um, The creepiest guy on the Internet. You're going to find out all about that. Um, We got, oh, the vaccine seems to be doing a ton of help. Uh, We're going to look at numbers in Michigan. We're going to be comparing them to last year. And, uh, yeah, also, I've got a new thing that I'm doing. Um, I'm going to just give this one huge shot in the dark. I've never tried this live. Uh, We're going to see how it goes. I mean, on down, this is the Holmes Politicast. actually I think I think that worked out nicely um so if you'll notice I got uh, I've got some transitioning going on here I am upgrading my video quality so um, I also was able to put together a little uh, a little doodad there so first of all first things first uh, creepiest guy on the internet hands down oh is my video frozen I think my video is frozen um yeah my videos definitely frozen also sorry for blowing out your eardrums there for a second um let's see if i can uh i'm gonna i'm gonna mess with something here real quick while i'm talking and uh yes sorry sorry about this okay video's back cool. So, creepiest guy on the internet. Here we go. First of all, uh, do not listen. I've got an echo. Oh, no. Give me just one second. Let me see how this sounds on the Twitter. have an echo we are good to go must be just the uh the headphones i'll turn them down a little bit here okay creepiest guy on the internet nope. here we go In bet- yeah you can see i want to talk to your kids parents watch video and then
1: hand the phone over to the young kids don't do that hi there um i get asked a lot are you a boy or a girl no, you don't. and i love that question and so i wanted to just tell you sometimes human beings are more than boy or girl Sometimes we're something else. Sometimes we're both. Sometimes um, we kind of float in between. And sometimes we're a boy. Sometimes we're a girl. Because um, human beings are creatures and we're wild and exciting. I want to talk to the kids. Parents human watch the video are and then turn the phone over too. And
0: they are wild. Kids. Hi there. Um, Shut up. Shut up, dude. Okay. Because human, human beings are creatures and they are wild and exciting, Alright, This guy is a total creeper. Um, I get asked a lot too if I'm a boy or a girl. Uh, to be honest, and uh, quite frankly, uh, I love that question too because then I get to talk to the boys and girls about uh, boys and girls being just boys or girls. Um, this guy, uh, probably some college professor, um, doesn't know that there are only boys and girls. So that's just a fun little thing to get going here on TikTok or on. Uh, Yeah, it was from TikTok. Um, Beautiful. So, here's something that I promised you I was going to go through. Um, This is the legislation that the Republicans... um Oh, I don't have enough keyframe intervals. Okay, we're lagging a little bit. Oh, well. So, this is the... um bill that the Republicans were going to put through. Um, Gretchen Whitmer vetoed it. She said, no, we are not going to allow uh, Michigan voters to have a secure voting process. So we sent it to petition um, as we have to do with all of the laws that uh, we want Governor Gretchen Whitmer to um, be superseded for. Superseded. We, We want to go over Gretchen Whitmer so she can't veto them. So uh it's got a lot of things um driver's license or per state personal identification card um is required to let's see it is uh to register for an application for a uh mail in ballot. It also makes it illegal to uh just send out mail in ballots in mass. Um weird thing that goes on with it though. Uh it also makes churches unable to donate their... Um their space here, which isn't a huge concern to me. Um I would rather actually, you know, our voting process pay for the space that they're using rather than wasting money sending out uh ballots to every single person in the state. So this is this is what we've got. Um I've read through the entire thing. Um uh, that's that's actually the worst thing that the Democrats can find on it. Um Is that it it stops churches from offering their uh, building so it seems to me to be a good ballot Uh, I did not actually find anywhere where it is um, illegal to uh, or makes it um, illegal for the Secretary of State to uh, just dismiss uh, voter or uh, signature verification but hopefully, we won't have that problem with you know thousands of ballots coming in, hundreds of thousands of ballots coming in, um, signature verification just being abolished. Uh, that shouldn't be a problem because it, it does make um, any sort of fraud uh, involved in this entire process a felony. So hopefully, um, people are a little more leery about uh, actually going through this process illegally, um, sending in illegal ballots It also uh, something that something that uh, really just has to chap the Democrats behind. Um, it gives uh, free state ID to anybody that cannot afford to get one. So all those all those uh, people that they're saying, uh, you know, we can't um, they can't get uh, voter ID because they're poor and they don't have the capability. Well, That is not an issue any longer for anybody. Um, So, yeah, this is a great ballot. I am or this is a great. uh, uh, What do you call it? My goodness, I cannot word tonight. My apologies. Um, This is a great. I'm, I'm doing hand motions because I can't think of the word, but. Either way, sign this petition. That's it. My goodness. So I'm getting 10 of them. Uh, I'm going to get 100 signatures here uh, on Grand Valley's campus. Send them back. Get more of them. Uh, send them back. We're going to get this thing done just like we got the uh, 1940, uh, what was it? 1948 law uh, that Whitmer used repealed. Um, this is going to go exactly the same way. Voters are going to get it through. Um, Democrats are going to challenge it because they absolutely hate Power going back to the people, and we're gonna win anyway because you know we did nothing. Speaking of candidates and movements that have done something, this is the second petition that Stand Up Michigan has gotten involved in, gotten signed, and uh, gotten approved, or this will be the second one that they've gotten uh, approved. Um, We've got many more to come, many more uh, petitions that we're gonna be circulating because. Uh, even even republican lawmakers we can't count on them to be passing laws that um actually the people want their people their constituents want um it's 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 a weird thing they they say oh we shouldn't just pass this law because we'll get slaughtered in the media and the governor'll veto it anyway so it's like they're just they give up before they even try um, I know a lot of uh, a lot of people are going through Twitter, through um, you know, following Republicans, following everything that they're saying. We're looking at Peter Meyer very closely because he looks like a big old rhino. Um, he ran as a Republican here in Grand Rapids, actually, and uh, he got in there, and the first thing he does is start deriding President Trump, uh, calling him an insurrectionist, um, uh, colluding with Democrats to get. Um, major spending bills passed like he is just not a great candidate so um, he's at the federal level we're looking at getting more um, Republicans out uh, of the state level and one of those Republicans I believe I am not a hundred percent sure that he is actually one but Senator John Bison. now I I, I, he looks familiar. Like I, I, I feel like I've seen him before, and I've looked at him, and I'm like, wow, this dude is not an actual Republican, but he's getting attacked from the Democrats, so he might be. Um, I'm gonna look more into him because you know that's what I do. I, I follow the people that, um, are pretending to be something that they are not. Um, the media, you know, pretending to be actual news, uh politicians that pretend to be politicians and pretend to be for the people. But um I, So actually this this requires some lead in um to to fully expound on. So I came across this um because let me pull up the tweet here because Dana Nessel just uh hit the nail right on the head. She she is just such a great politician that um, she knows just what to do to deflect here it is here it is so I'm just gonna pull this up here so Dana Nessel uh, me waiting to see if senator charged with assault elicits even a fraction of the coverage and outrage as AG gets drunk at football game did now uh, one thing that A.G. Dana Nessel doesn't realize is that um, the coverage came from the people of Michigan, many of whom I follow. I follow a lot of regular people, right? And um, a lot of those regular people, not the news media, not politicians, a lot of those regular people saw her being wheeled out of the Michigan-Michigan State game, drunk off her pine quarters, um, talking about giving people Roman showers, which is disgusting. Please don't Google that. You will get in trouble. Um, so this this was a problem with a lot of the people of Michigan. A lot of the... I mean, most of the news media didn't care. The news media was actually playing it down so Dana Nessel is mad at the people of Michigan for not liking her um, actions. And if you can't see, if you're listening here just on uh, the podcast, it is, um, oh, what is that girl from Hey Arnold? Uh, the one with the, the pigtails out to the sides. Um, it's that girl. And she's just sitting in a chair, you know, drumming her fingers. So Dana Nessel is extremely angry. That the people of Michigan noticed that she got wasted, and did not approve of their top, um, their top uh, law enforcement agent in the state conducting herself like that in public. Now, that's understandable, I guess. Um, I I understand why she's angry. I don't agree with her, um, and I I certainly don't agree with this this headline or this. Uh, This uh, coverage and outrage uh, thing, but um, that's Dana Nessel deflecting, making sure that uh, people look at a Republican instead of her. So this may have happened and it may not have happened, um, but we're going to go through the article and we're going to read all about um, Senator John Bizon. Here we go. So from Lansing State Journal. Marshall, Michigan, not if your name's Marshall, my apologies. It's Marshall, Michigan. <laughs> Michigan State. That was a bad joke. Sorry. Just let's move on. Michigan State Senator John Bison faces misdemeanor assault charges after a nurse practitioner with Oakland Medical Group accused him of inappropriately touching her. Bison, a Republican from Battle Creek, represents Calhoun, Barry, and Ionia counties in the Michigan Senate. He was first elected to the Senate in 2018 after serving four years in the Michigan House of Representatives for Michigan's 62nd District. The incident in question occurred on August 14th, 2021. August, September, October, November. Four months ago? Why is it just coming out now? Oh, well. Must be, Uh, it, it can't be, you know, this timing, it, it can't possibly be to take the heat off of Uh, Dana Nessel. That's just impossible. Why would the media and a Democrat politician collude like that? That's just unthinkable. Stop stop it, Republicans. Go back to your basements with your tinfoil hats. Come on. That's ridiculous. Bison's attorney, Martin Crandall, declined to comment. Bison is scheduled for arraignment on January nineteenth, 2022 according to court documents. Arraignment? Was he Arrested? But I guess he would be. Um, at least I think he would be. The nurse, a 52-year-old woman, said Bizon touched her inappropriately while she was going over medications with him in the exam room. Now, this, you know what, we're, we're just going to go through and then I'm, I'll make comments. Bizon was the woman's second or third patient of the day, according to the report. He identified himself as John Bizon and described his symptoms, and the nurse practitioner recommended an over-the-counter medication for him. According to the report, Bizon told the nurse practitioner he didn't understand her medication recommendations, so she pulled up a picture on her laptop to explain. Bizon was sitting on the exam table. The nurse practitioner told police that while she was explaining the medication, Bizon put his right arm around her, placed his right hand on her waist, and pulled her toward his body. Bizon then squeezed her waist with his right hand and told her he was an laryngeal laryngal laryngalist oh my goodness I'm not going to try and read that word again you can laugh at me Um, that's a ridiculous okay so or an ear nose and throat doctor according to the report Bison had oh gosh here's this word again Bison had an otolaryngologist practice I'm slaughtering that in Battle Creek until 2019, when he and his partner, Dr. William Schaef, closed the office after a ransomware attack. The nurse practitioner did not tell Bizon no or stop when he grabbed her because she was shocked by the incident, according to their police report. Bizon then asked the nurse practitioner to order a specific medication for him, according to the police report. She refused, and Bizon questioned her. The nurse practitioner told him that what he requested was not a medic- medication for his con- diagnosis. He then questioned her decision and said he was disappointed in her, according to the report. The nurse practitioner said Bison was visibly angry. He got off the exam table and said he was disappointed in her several times as he walked down the hallway and left the building. The nurse practitioner then told the medical assistant at Oak Lawn what had happened with Bison. The medical assistant told the nurse practitioner, that Bizon had touched her too and made inappropriate comments while she was taking his vitals during the same visit, according to police report in an interview with police, the medical assistant said the Senator grabbed her arm and told her his blood pressure was up because she was in the room. Um, how much of this do we have left? Oh, just a couple more. Okay. The nurse practitioner filed a report with the Oak lawn about the incident on August 15th, when she had not heard Back about the report by August 17th, she contact, she contacted Oaklawn's human resource department and was told to call the police. Court records show that the case was reassigned from Calhoun County Prosecutor's Office to the Barry County Prosecutor's Office last month. Bison will be tried for a misdemeanor, according to the prosecutor. Regardless of who he is, we plan to just treat it like we would any other case," said Barry County Prosecutor Julie Nackfor Pratt. In the Senate, Bison chairs the Families, Seniors, and Veterans Committees and serves on the Energy and Technology Committee, Health Policy and Human Services Committee, and Oversight Committee. As a member of the Appropriations Committee, he chairs the Corrections and Judiciary Subcommittee. Bison is a member of the Subcommittees on Community Health and Human Services, Natural Resources and Environment, Great Lakes and Energy, and Universities and Community Colleges. Bison also has served in... several medical leadership roles, including the president of Michigan state medical society in 2012. All right. So a lot of these th- things strike me as odd. Uh, the 52 year old lady getting hit on, um, generally like he, he couldn't find somebody young, like a big, powerful men. They can usually find younger women to hit on. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just, he went after the, maybe he's a cougar. I don't know. Maybe he likes the old ladies. Second, um, if he's looking for drugs, if he's addicted, like, let, let me put it this way. If he's addicted to drugs, he knows where to get them. He's not, he's, I just find it hard to believe that he's at a random uh, medical place with random people looking for uh, illegal drugs. Politicians are dumb. I don't think they're that dumb, though. So, and again, um, you know, it's been four months. Why is, why is the Lansing state journal just releasing it now? Um, once general or attorney general Dana Nestle is under heat, you can, you can answer all these questions however you want. Um, I don't trust the press. So I answer them in a very specific way. Uh, namely like the press is probably helping the Democrat, which I know, I know we've never seen that before. It's crazy totally unprecedented but uh, there we have it proof is in the proof of the pudding is in the tasting it's not the proof is not in the pudding the proof of the pudding is in the tasting yes you have probably gotten that saying wrong I have before too but uh, that's how it goes all right next look at this lady look at this strapping young lass that is just I don't know, Senator Pre- Senator Bizon's probably hitting on her too. All right, um, so uh, Cranes Detroit Business selected Grand Valley State University President Philomena V Mantella as one of Craig's twenty twenty one most influential women. So that's where we're starting. Um, we're so this this is the first college that I had uh, lined up for um, a, a little bit deeper uh, scrutiny. Um. So, first off, we find that uh, Crane's special project editor, Amy Elliott Bragg, noted, We picked President Mantella because she is one of the very few women in Michigan in top leadership role at a major university. And GVSU has expanded and grown in prominence under her leadership. So, expanded and grown in prominence. What that means is that... Uh, Grand Valley has more influence. What it sounds like is uh, Grand Valley is growing and doing very well right So you can you can read uh, the letter here um, biggest career win um, it's not really a career win or she was appointed by um, uh, what was it the uh, the board? The, uh, college board who are all appointed by the governor so not really a big career win she just knows the right people as always um, power metrics oh okay so President Mantella is responsible for 24,000 students 3,000 faculty and staff members and a budget of 400 million well obviously um, she doesn't manage all of that she doesn't even talk to anybody so I mean yeah I guess you can say she manages them um, but seems to me like there's a lot more dictating from above and just expecting everybody to come with it now there's an interesting uh, article here that I'm going to bring up in relation to this um, but we'll continue Community Connections Mantella serves on the boards of Spectrum Health System Oh, she serves on the boards of Spectrum Health System, does she? The Citizens Research Council. Oh. Grand Action 2.0 and the Michigan Education Trust and others. So the fact that she's in bed with Spectrum Health, just ignore that. We'll just move right on past it. Specific skill. Uh, so <laughs> this, is, this is such a, an interesting specific skill. Understanding shifting winds and markets. Seeing opportunities and executing on them. Yes, that is why she was picked as one of 100 of Michigan's top most influential women. Because she understands shifting winds and markets. Seeing opportunities and executing on them. So insightful. Okay, something recently learned. Oh, oh this is something Whoa oh, Okay so I, I laughed a little bit about this So something recently learned You cannot over communicate she said Communicate Communicate intent and presume Positive intent of others Um. Now I, I like that She wants us to assume Positive intent of her uh, That's not Self-serving at all Um, but the fact that she said you cannot over communicate, I agree, President Mantella. So please, please communicate more with your student body. Please talk to them, maybe, maybe a couple of them the ones that you know disagree with your um, mandates and you know the masks and all that stuff going on on campus. Maybe some of your staff that disagree with you. I've talked with some of them. I'm not going to out them here on the show because uh, we know how that goes. They get purged. Um, but maybe some of your staff and some of your students that uh, do not agree with you. Maybe we can have a, an open town hall or something, you know, because you can't over communicate and you've got to presume our positive intent. I've shown no, no malice towards you, I don't think. Um, granted, I, I do not always conduct myself in the most positive way. I will freely admit that. But I've shown no malicious intent towards you, so please, President Mantella, assume my positive intent and communicate with some of your students. We'll see how well that goes. Um, Biggest career influence. Uh, Her dad was a self-made man, and he only graduated eighth grade. Okay. Um, So her dad. Eventually became the vice president of sales. In the Northeastern, in the Northeast for Molson Brewery. So, uh, yeah. That's, uh, Crane's Detroit business, uh, lady. Top 100 most influential women. Uh, interesting article, though. Oh, no. I didn't have it lined up. My, my apologies, my friends. Um,. I will get this article up in just a second. Oh whoops, I wanted to go to my page. Um Let me find it. It's not too far back. It was M Live. They uh they just had this report. Uh, oh, oh here it is, here it is, okay. Okay. Uh oh, of course we're gonna have to read it in the comments. Fun times. All right. Here we go. I'm not going to read this whole thing. We're just going to go through a little bit of it because, uh, because, uh, basically I don't want to. So the first, uh, the first, ar- or the, this article, um, if you can see it, uh, live reporting The headline is grand valley state university reports largest enrollment decline in a decade okay um so it's the college is growing in influence uh maybe it's not necessarily uh, growing though so a little bit of a twisted headline there from uh, cranes not surprising here we go over the last 10 years gvsu saw a mostly steady incline in students enrolling followed by a steady decline, according to annual enrollment reports available on GVSU website. Between 2009 and 2016, GVSU enrollment increased steadily each year, with the exception of 2012 and 2013 semesters, when enrollment went down slightly. The university saw a peak enrollment of 25,460 students in the fall 2006 semester. So in 2016, we had 25,460 students we now have um f- oh, there's one um we now have 22,406 so that's 3,000 less students which don't get me wrong the college uh actually uh losing students uh, less students coming to a college i think that's a good thing I think that is actually a great thing um, because not everybody belongs at college, to be quite honest. Well, I mean, let's be honest. College is basically just now trade school with uh, with um, um, indoctrination attached to it. I mean, you, you go to uh, get trained for a job, which is a trade school, and you've got a bunch of extra classes that you have to pay for in order to get the prestige of a university. So while they're training you for a job at a higher price in order to charge you for all these classes that you don't need, you could just go to a trade school and get trained for the job that you need in most cases. Now, there are some exceptions. Um, I, I, I struggle to think of the exceptions that, um, because here, historically, how colleges have worked is they're places of higher learning, higher education. You study abstract things. You talk about all the different aspects of uh, of a given field. You you uh, you don't exclude anything that uh, that could be relevant, right? Unfortunately, on our college campuses, we exclude just about everything that has anything to do with the right being um, acceptable at all. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's basically just an indoctrination camp for adults where you go, you get a a fancy degree, you can hang it on your wall, and you can say, oh, hey, look, I, I went to this prestigious university. It doesn't really do anything for your brain. Um, it doesn't make you a smarter person. It doesn't actually even make you um, more... It, d- it doesn't make you more articulate. It doesn't make you better at writing uh, uh, Writing anything. I mean, I, I know some great writers, Matt Walsh, uh, Jeremy Boring, uh, that have not gone to college. Um, in fact, most, most reporters used to not go to college, and you see the state of reporting now that they all go through colleges. So um, I think colleges are net... Uh, detriment to our society um and anyone who disagrees with me is more than welcome to come on the show and discuss it with me I am always happy to discuss that but that like I'm not saying that the decline of the college is good or the the decline of college is bad I think it's good um but I do question uh the 100 most influential women um and that's a lot of women for (laughs) for just one state um I don't know who the other people were but uh I just question I question and then I question more when uh, when I find that uh, Michigan State graduate uh, is just awful at prosecuting so Michigan State Law School graduate um, gosh let me th- let me th- Thomas Binger that's it uh, so if you haven't been following this case which let's be honest uh, nobody on the left is um, because they are just furious with how this case is going but Thomas Binger the prosecutor uh, in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial you can see there um, the the headline or the uh, the uh, byline underneath it so you know I'm just gonna let the judge speak for it um uh, you know I'm just gonna also uh, look at this so MTMJ TV Milwaukee Thomas Binger Uh, and James Krause prosecutors in trial of Kyle Rittenhouse so the lead prosecutor against Kyle Rittenhouse is Thomas Binger a Kenosha County assistant district attorney he graduated from the University of Michigan with a law degree in 1996 well after you hear what this judge has to say you may be of the opinion too that uh, he should go back to University of Michigan and ask for his money back here we go I'm making the point that after hearing everything in the case, now he's tailoring his story to what has
1: already been introduced. That the is problem is, this is a grave constitutional violation for you to talk about the defendant's silence. And That is, and, and, the, and you're, right, you're, right on the, you're right on the borderline. And you may, you may be over, but uh, it better stop.
0: Understood. This is... So, grave constitutional violation. Um, What he was doing was he was commenting on the fact that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse did not talk to police. Um, Which, as a prosecutor, you're not allowed to bring up. That is not a thing that you are allowed to bring up. That is... So, what the judge was kind of dancing around there... I'm sure as uh, you are right over the line for a mistrial um, at which, which the the defendant, um, his attorneys have asked for uh, the, a determination of a mistrial with prejudice so that the charges cannot be brought again. Now I think closing arguments were made today. I have not watched them, um, but uh, I'm sure we will all find out tomorrow or the next. I don't know how long it's going to take. Uh, maybe I'll listen to a couple podcasts uh, later, you know, tomorrow or something, find out how long it's going to be before we actually find out uh, what happens in this trial. But regardless, this is the state of, uh, well, colleges. Um, You go to University of Michigan to get a law degree and uh, they really just uh, give you a rainbow wig and a red nose that squeaks (laughs) and uh, you end up. Be clowning yourself in front of a judge. The judge actually later goes on. Uh, let's see if I can, I can find. Oh, don't get brazen with me. The judge. This judge is just. Quarterly income
1: from underlying stocks through Yield Street structure.
0: He's not having it. He's not having it with this uh, occasions attorney.
1: During this trial, where they've opened the door. There it is. The one time when they're going into Mr. Rosenbaum's prior the reason he doesn't like guns, and I said something. I whispered in Mr. Krause's ear, it's because of the prior convictions. Please stop, and he did. He knows if you're going to go into something that's been excluded in a pretrial order, you better ask the court, you better get permission. This is ridiculous. It, you was, know. it wasn't excluded, Your Honor.
0: You know. So the judge, you know Actually, why it was excluded in the first place? There we place, go. Because it's, it was the judge excluded uh, evidence that is exactly what 904 is designed to uh, prevent. Brought forward.
1: You're talking about his attitudes. His attitude is he wants to shoot people. Now, I've admitted that kind of evidence in other trials when it's been appropriate. I didn't admit it in this case because, to me. What I've heard in this trial, and by the way, Mr. Richards absolutely correctly points out that just hours ago, I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. That so why? testimony? was before Pardon me? Sorry. That was before the Don't get testimony. brazen with me. Uh, uh, you knew very well, you know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that that's number one number
0: two so as you can see or as you can hear maybe (laughs) this judge is having a hard time keeping an even keel with this guy um this this is an experienced uh prosecutor he should know better than all of these things um obviously i mean it doesn't matter He's brought forward a trial that shouldn't um, be going through anyway. He's trying to prosecute somebody for obvious self-defense. If you haven't watched the videos, if you haven't seen any of that, I, you know I don't have time to go through all of that in my show because I do it once a week. Um, you can go. Matt Walsh does a great job of covering the entire thing. Um, he shows all the video. Um, apparently, the FBI had uh, drones out there, like videotaping everything. Um, so I'm excited to see all of the convictions. Uh, for the BLM rioters that are going to be coming down from the Kenosha uh, riots Um, because we've had this this, uh, public show trial going on for a year now and the FBI has video evidence of everybody that put a torch to a building so we'll see where the privilege lies very soon as the DOJ starts bringing uh, charges against all those uh, BLM rioters, right? Yeah, yeah. Because BLM uh, is certainly going to be prosecuted. Now, Craig Mauger um, with the Detroit News. I just canceled my subscription to them because I am so done. Well, I mean, for one, I'm poor. Um, I'm a college student. And uh, watching my bank account go down uh, very quickly is making me nervous. But for another thing, I am so tired of them just like Craig Mauger. He does an okay job, but he refuses to go against anything with the left. Demands to be true, and uh, a couple of those things: uh, rioters in Kenosha, he calls the January sixth insurrection. Um, I and I, you know what? I'm just tired of the media using their language to try and manipulate their people. Yeah, they're not outright lying about something that happened. They're just changing the language. They're calling it something else so that they can manipulate you into being more upset than you should be. Now. Craig Mauger, he he uh, actually accidentally um, points something out. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if he meant to do this. Um, I don't know if actually he's uh, kind of jaded with all this COVID nineteen stuff, but he sends out this tweet: the number of adults hospitalized with hashtag COVID nineteen in Michigan continues to increase today. It nearly matches the tally from exactly one year ago. Story with at Sarah Rahal. So what he doesn't say is uh, what is different last year or what is different this year than last year. Now, um, total hospitalized adults total is 2,728. Uh, adults confirmed positive COVID, uh, 2,573. So that's, uh, for this year. Let's see. Adults confirmed positive COVID 2,566. So it's looking like, huh, they're pretty close. Like we have a vaccine and Gretchen Whitmer tells me, um, in one of her latest tweets that, uh, Let's see. Let's see what Gretchen went. She she just just tweeted that uh, um, a bunch of people. I think over seventy percent um, of adults. Let's see. Yeah, there it is. Over seventy percent of. Oh, yeah I am proud to share that Michigan hit an important milestone. Seventy percent of eligible people, 16 and over, have received at least one dose of the safe, effective COVID-19 vaccine. Well, Governor Whitmer, if it's effective, why are so many people still in the hospital? Now, I'm sure she'll answer me just as quickly as President Mantella does about, uh, you know, why our entire university is vaccinated and we've still got mask mandates and um, and why uh, the vaccine somehow protects other people and why I'm being punished for not protecting myself when um, I shouldn't be a danger to everybody else if they're all vaccinated right because the vaccine works it's safe it's effective that's what I keep on being told but I'm still a danger to everybody else so I've got to be punished and uh, so I will be now obviously I, I'm not expecting a, a an answer from Gretchen Whitmer um, I do expect one from uh, our president. She talks about, uh, you know, she talks about assuming that people have good motives. Um, So I, you know, maybe maybe she could put that into action and uh, show her student body that she's willing to talk in an open town hall. Now, one more thing before I go. I know uh, I've kept you long. Um, Oh, no, this is just a picture of uh, Dana Nessel. Um, Super plastered. Uh, that was, that was talked about earlier. Um, she talks, she mentions that, oh, I was, I was sad that my friend just died and she can't tell me what to do about this. And now I'm super sad and made a lot of, uh, made a lot of, uh, bloviating gesturing. And now she's turning to deflection as you saw earlier in the show. Uh, we'll see how that, how well that goes for her. I know we have got elections coming up in a year. One year from now, my friends, elections are coming up. Um, Also, also, if you are on, no, not if you are on, if you are a student or you care about the uh, plight of students in our state or you care about the sorry, I'm looking for something. If you care about what's going on with uh, colleges, with universities, um, you don't want them to control you. You don't want them to uh, be controlling your children, stuffing drugs into them, uh, mandating that they do all these things. If that is you, then never again tour student-led medical freedom event. Is going on in Lansing this Saturday, November twentieth, from two thirty to five thirty. We've got uh, featured speakers: Cam Higby. I have no idea who that is. Donald Eason, no idea. Ryan Kelly. I know who that is. I know who Ryan Kelly is. He is uh, gov- candidate for governor. I'm going to try and get a talk with him. Um, these other people, I don't know. But uh, yeah, come out, please. Uh, please support your college students uh, because. They're not supporting themselves. They're not, uh, they're, they don't even really seem to understand that, like, it's it's difficult to be in an atmosphere where people don't recognize tyranny when it's forcing a mask on you and forcing drugs into you. It's, it's, it's an unfortunate thing that we've got going on. And, I mean, quite frankly, parents should just be standing up and pulling their children out. They, they should just say, I'm not giving money to that university. I'm not going to do it, but they are because, well, I'm not going to assume, I'm not going to assume why parents are still willing to give the college their money, any money at all. Um, and, but I know that, you know, a lot of students are, I mean, they're, they're counting on this. My wife can't just drop out. You know, she's got three years into her medical degree and, um, She's she can't just leave like that's that's a lot of wasted money. She would have if they'd absolutely forced us to get the vaccine, I think, as I would have. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm four years into my teaching degree. I can't or three years into my teaching degree. I can't just drop it. Uh, I've wasted a lot of money on this. I want to get to where I need to be. The government mandates that I go through this place to be able to teach in the failing public schools. And so I've got to come to this place to learn how to be a failing teacher. Um so please come out and support the people that are trying to change the, the world and can't really upset the university too much. You know, if you're a parent, please come out and support us. If you're a student, come out. Um, it's I know it's a long drive. It's in Lansing, you know, but this is important. Um, if we don't stand up to tyranny now, when will we? All right, that is the show for this week. Um, thank you guys all for listening for watching Uh, remember to check out Fake Mask USA they work wherever masks are required they work especially well if you don't have a mustache and a beard Um, my beard mustache kind of poked through uh, some of the the netting so they're 100% compliant for anybody that's trying to say oh it's not a real mask I'm going to kick you out of college it is a real mask Uh, it is just as effective as any other mask so uh, check out Fake Mask USA Get yours today and I will see you next week. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I am Anon Don and this is the Holmes Politicast. I've got a closer too. Let's see if I can... I don't know why it went twice. Awesome. It worked though. See you guys.